Hello, everybody. We are Ken and Lisa Henderson. We'd like to welcome you to the Faith Works Podcast, and thank you for tuning in. We are going to be looking into the lives of ordinary people, and we'll be examining how faith in God is working in their lives and how it will work in yours. We are very excited to bring you testimonies, release prophetic words, and examine Scripture, which will cause your faith in Jesus Christ to grow. Thanks again for joining our conversation. Welcome to the Faith Works Podcast. Good evening. Welcome to Salt Life Church Online. We are so excited you chose to spend an evening with us. We're going to be celebrating the Lord's Supper tonight and partaking of this special meal as we celebrate the death and resurrection of our Lord this weekend. You know, the night before Jesus died, he actually celebrated the Passover with his disciples. And we want to talk about that a little bit before we get into communion with you tonight. And we want to go through just a little bit of an explanation of what might have taken place during those hours when he was having supper with those people. You know, it's kind of hard to call the Lord's Supper what we do as a real supper because most of us take a little piece of a cracker and we take a little sip of juice, and that doesn't sound very much like supper. But what they did was the Seder meal, which has been going on for thousands of years and was initiated in the book of Exodus. And we're going to look at some passages in the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 6, verses 6 and 7. We're going to talk about those things. But there were some elements that they had at that supper that that were reminders. One was the the shank of a lamb, and actually it was very barren, wasn't much food on there whatsoever, but they wanted to remember how that the animal was sacrificed and how the death angel passed over them. And then they also would have matzah bread, and that was the unleavened bread, and there's a reason that they used the matzah bread, and, and that was because they didn't have time to let it rise for one thing, but also because there was no leaven in it. And the unleavened bread, which we're in the, the Feast of Unleavened Bread right now, uh, was very key because Jesus had no leaven in him. Leaven represents sin, and Jesus didn't have any leaven in him. Uh, and then also the marrow. The marrow, which is a bitter herb, uh, reminds them of the pain of suffering the Israelites went through as slaves in Egypt. So when you look at the situation and, and, and understand what was going on and why they did what they did, uh, it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty profound. So you'll notice we have a number of glasses on the table. There's seven glasses that are here. One, which is the lead glass, was actually put here for Elijah. And if they were holding Passover, that's where he would come in. And the reason they wanted Elijah to come is he was the prophet who would bring in the Messiah. And so they're waiting on the Messiah, they're waiting on uh, Elijah to come, and they always set a place for Elijah at the table, and nobody touches that cup. So that is his cup. The, the other four that we have here were actually kind of like corner posts. One of them is the cup of sanctification. And it's based on uh, Exodus 6 and 6. He said, I will bring you out, set you apart, and give you a purpose. And so they're, they're, they were in bondage, they were being brought out to their own, and God was going to be their God, and they were going to be his people, and so it gave them purpose. The significance of that with 
Christians is that we have also been brought out and set apart so that we can live a victorious life. The second was the cup of praise, and that's actually based on Exodus 6 and 6. He said, I will deliver you from slavery. Imagine if you had lived in slavery for 400 years, and then all of a sudden God came to you and said, I'm going to set you free. What would your natural response be? It would be to praise the Lord. And so for us who have been set free as Christians, our natural response is to praise and worship God. And our worshiping of God is just what we're doing tonight. And that's actually fulfilling the Word of God and taking advantage of what He's taught us in His Word. The the third cup would be the cup of redemption. And Exodus 6 and 6 says, I will redeem you. God is taking back what is rightfully His. This cup uh, we take to remember the blood of Jesus and the redemptive price. Now this is a cup that we use every year when, or, or every time that we get together and we have communion. With my wife and myself, we're having communion on a daily basis. And we think you should too, especially during this season of unleavened bread. And then the final cup was the cup of acceptance. And that's based on Exodus 6 and 7. And God said to Moses, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And so that is the reason that we have all these cups here is to remind us that at one point in time we were in slavery, but God sanctified us and it gave us a reason to praise him and it gives us the redemption and that God has accepted us in the beloved Now, there's another part that I want to get into tonight, and that is the three pieces of matzah. And the reason for this is I want want you to see some things, and, and I've prepared a little video that's going to explain a little bit about this. But Isaiah said that, that, that the Messiah, when he came, would be earmarked by several things. He would be bruised, he would be striped, and he would be pierced. And I don't know if you can get a good shot of that, but we'll put one up if we have to. Um, but he has been bruised, he's been striped, and he's been pierced. And, and that's an identifier of who Jesus is. And, and then the other thing that I want you to see is there's something called the matzah tosh, which was a bag that was used. And there was actually three sections to the bag. And in the middle, they would put one section in the middle, one on top and one on bottom. When they first got to the table and the whoever was leading the Passover, usually the father, would take the one out of the middle and would become the afikoman. The afikoman, what he would do is he would break it like that and then he would take one part of it and wrap it in linen. And then that was hidden. And then after the meal was over, that became dessert. So this was taken and hidden away, just like Jesus was taken and hidden away three days in the tomb. Then at the end of the Seder meal, which usually took a couple of hours to go through, the children that were there were able to go out and they would hide it in the house somewhere and the children would have to seek out and find the afikomen. When they did, they would bring it back to the Father, and the Father would give them a reward, a gift. Wow. And so when we find the afikoman, which is Jesus, 
when we find him, we get that gift that's called the gift of life. It is, uh, it is ours for eternity. And so once we find it, it's very important. And so what we want to do is get into the communion session with you tonight. And just, I want, to, I want you to be blessed over the next, do you have anything you want to add? No, I just wanted to point out that they were doing this for hundreds of years prior to Jesus' appearance, correct? Yeah, they've been... So they've been celebrating this tradition, these feasts, before Jesus ever appeared on the scene. So this matzah was already striped and pierced prior to Jesus' coming, which lines up with Isaiah's scripture predicting and prophesying that he would be both striped and pierced and bruised for our iniquity. And it was already laid out in the very bread that they would eat. And I'm getting wrecked right now. Because God is so intentional and so precise with his word and so exact that it is mind-blowing. There, there is no coincidence and so for all this time, these Jews, the Jews that, that God loves so much, are eating and partaking of this bread of the Messiah. And he comes and he's with them. They reject him, a lot of them. And yet it was foretold and they're eating the very bread that spoke of it way before he even comes. Way before he comes and still today. Still today. Even though the, many Jews are not Messianic, they're still celebrating the Messiah today without recognizing that's what they're doing. But when Jesus, when he came to the third cup, the Bible said that he took the bread and that he broke it and then that he blessed it. And he said, Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu malach ha'alom which means we praise you, eternal God, sovereign of the universe, who causes bread to come forth from the earth. So if you have it now, you're welcome to take and eat the bread in remembrance of the body of Jesus. Then he took the wine also and said, this is the the blood of the new covenant. And it's my blood that, that I'm shedding for you. And then he blessed it and he gave it to them to drink as well. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu malak ha'alom bori pri hagafin. Which means we praise you eternal God, sovereign of the universe who creates the fruit of the vine. You may drink. I believe that with taking communion, there is healing. I believe that the body, when you take Jesus' body in, was perfected and is perfect for you. I believe that if you'll take that and if you have any problem in your body's functions, if you have any joint problems, if you have any knee problems or your back's hurting or those kind of things, that God is able right now to touch you, yes. any organs that are yes. not functioning correctly, that God is able to touch you as you take His body into yours and repair those things. 
then also I believe that when you take the juice or, and the, which represents the blood of Christ, that it's a blood transfusion. And whatever you might have, whatever may be going on in you, if you have diabetes, if you have high cholesterol, if you have those things, that God will take and transfuse your blood and His blood becomes our blood. Not only did He cover us with for our sins, but He was both striped and pierced. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon Him and with His stripes we are healed. Thank you for listening to the Faith Works Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to visit us at cornerstonegm.org for books, blogs, movies, and spiritual growth. You can also follow us on Facebook or Instagram at Lisa Henderson, and that's Lisa L-E-S-A, and at Ken Henderson, or you can follow our ministries at My Salt Life Church and at Cornerstone Global M. See you next week.